This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome along to the Blue Monday live queue and a stream. And this is the first of 10 million plugs for me tonight to say you guys set the agenda. Seb and I will talk about whatever the hell you want to. So make sure you populate that chat full of questions. Um, we'll, we'll try and do as many of them as we possibly can over the next 30 minutes or so. And if um, it's really good going, we'll do even more. Um, let's say some hellos quickly to Charlie. FPL Tractor, skip intro. That means I shouldn't be doing this bit if I take his name literally there. Um, Andres, uh, Anthony M1. Guys, get your questions in ASAP. If you're watching on Twitter, give us a little retweet as well. Try and draw a few more people to the stream. Let's say hello to Seb, who was at Oldham last night. So we can kick off with that. Um, Oldham known as near Baltic in terms of temperatures. Um, have you warmed up? It wasn't too bad temperature-wise, but my God, it was wet. It just that horrible rain that drizzled and it got heavier and heavier towards kick uh, towards the uh, end of the game. So I've just about dried out from that. But no, it was it was decent. You know, we made hard going. I'm sure the guys will get their get their questions in. We we made heavy weather of it to match the the weather in the Manchester area. But uh, the most important thing is we're in the, in the draw, aren't we? For uh, sorry, in 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 the running with the Barrow game, and then hopefully get us a decent third round tie in January. Absolutely. Keep those questions coming in, guys. Let's say hi to Ashley, Rob, um, Stubbsy. Keep those questions coming. Um, quick little plug. We just put up on the channel Richard's interview with uh, the author of the new Paul Mariner book, which I haven't seen yet. I've been very, very busy um, today, but apparently um, it's quite salacious and uh, fantastic. So you can go and check that out on the podcast stream. And um, it's up there as a YouTube video as well. Do go and check that out. And uh, do support the author as well, of course, Mark. 
Donaldson, is that right, Seb? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he's doing a, a signing, isn't he, before the Rotherham game next Tuesday. So half five in Planet Billaloo, he's, he's signing some copies of it. So make sure you get yourselves down there before uh, before Rotherham next Tuesday night. Absolutely. Um, great stuff on the channel. Um, please keep those questions coming. Keep it filling up. I'll pad for 30 seconds or so longer. I'm seeing plenty of good questions coming in. We will take those as and when they come in. Um, but look, Harrison's going straight to the top of the queue because he's sitting down in the corner there. It says episode 500. Congrats on 500 episodes. Um, have been listening since the 1890s. Well, that was a bad time to start, wasn't it? <laughs> um, and have been hooked ever since. Very kind, um, Harrison. We will make more of a fanfare, Seb, on Sunday, which will be episode 501. But we'll try and get a few of the um, a few of the boys on there. Right. Should we take some questions, um, Seb? Yeah, far uh, away. If you could find a League One team, 21 <laughs> points, who would you choose? This is obviously in the wake of um, Derby, um, bless them, administration, and now an FFP fine as well. 21, 21 points. Where are you going with that one, Seb? Well, I never used to like Wickham until we battered them a few weeks ago. So I think they'd have been my first choice just for the the horrible kind of football we'd play there. But I guess if we've wound up Pompey all summer, let's let's give it to them to really, really cause them to have an absolute meltdown. <laughs> I was going to say just whoever's whoever's above us. Whoever's the top, table, yeah. Moves yeah. us yeah. up one. They, you're assuming we're within 21 points of um, top. <laughs> keep your questions coming. Keep your questions coming. Uh, FPL Tractor, congratulations on 500. 500 not out. There is the legend. Did you see him last night, Seb? No, I didn't. Did you see no. Bits last I, night. Um, I saw. I saw Mullet there. Apparently, forgot his camera. Um, uh, okay. the, the legendary bits with the um, the man with the camera, but he forgot it, so he just had to make do with his iPhone camera thing. Um, Eight ninety nine on the super chat. Very very kind bits. Tired after four hours sleep, but Wembley. He's got visions on Wembley. Right. Keep your questions coming, and we will start rattling through. Uh, Ian, thank you, Seb. When does Cook? lose patience with Edwards' lack of end product. Now, I went to Wickham and saw a pretty brilliant assist by um, <laughs> Kyle Edwards for Macaulay Bond's goal. We get a little bit up and downy with um, what actually end product is, don't we? I don't want to be pedantic. I understand, completely understand the thrust behind Ian's question there. But are we talking... Key passes? Are we talking dribbles? Are we talking entrances into the box? Or are we talking goals and assists? Um, answer that how you like, and I'll get you some numbers up, um, Seb. Well, I'm, I'm guessing in this day and age, you know, he's an attacking player, so we do judge him on goals and assists. But I think he's absolutely critical the way he moves us up the pitch so quickly. You know, when he's on the left and Burns is on the right, we can turn defence or middling around in midfield to attack in a matter of seconds. And he's got that many tricks up his sleeve. You know, he's always good for beating a man and getting a ball into the box. OK, so far, the, the end product hasn't quite been there. I mean, he's been he's been unlucky with a couple. There have been a couple of, of, of poor, poor finishing on a couple of occasions. Unlucky with the one at Wickham, where obviously Stockdale gets a touch, so technically he loses it as a uh, as an assist. But but I just really like the way he plays with the ball. You know, he gets up the pitch so so quickly. He's, get, he's, he's the kind of player that gets you off your seat, and for me, that's 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 worth the worth the fee. But I guess you know, in the the squad that we have, if he doesn't start delivering on goals and assists and that kind of thing, then then he's going to quite quickly be replaced because the, the talent is so good this year. But for me, I'm a big fan of his. I'd have him in the team pretty much every week. Him on the left, Burns on the right, because I I, I love the way they, they, they can launch those attacks so, so quickly. Sometimes um, with players, it's not all... This sounds ridiculous. Sorry if I've gone a bit 
um, a bit pixelated there. Um, no need to comment on it. Um, hopefully, uh, we will stabilize in the stream here. I can make myself um, hide in a minute. In fact, let's do that right now. Let's just bring Kyle Edwards um, up there. So, uh, nine. Oh, hang on. That says championship. I don't want that. I want League One. There we go. Uh, eight starts for Kyle Edwards. Uh, 1.2 on the shots uh, per game, 0.3 on target per game, 31 touches for an inside forward. Key passes is decent, uh, 0.8. If that could go above one, that would be better. Um, where are the dribbling stats there? Successful dribbles, 1.5 per game. Um, maybe that could go a little bit higher. So, yeah, I kind of take um, take Ian's, um, Ian's point. But sometimes, um, and I always remember, I'm not comparing Kyle Edwards to Paolo Di Canio, but sometimes when a player is feared by the opponents and draws other players around them and maybe draws yellow cards, wins free kicks, etc. Um, that can be uh, construed as their product, if not necessarily end product. Keep your questions uh, coming in. Um, what is the next one? Uh, Seb, were we as bad as the commentary uh, made out? I was on a swanky gig last night in Mayfair, Seb. So I didn't listen to the commentary or see the game. Uh, you were there, but you didn't listen to the commentary. So um, forget the commentary bit, but um, did we play well? No. I mean, the first half, 20 minutes, half an hour was pretty poor. There was a real lack of intensity. We, we just weren't pressing and doing the basics. Okay, the, the weather wasn't great, but that's a leveler for both sides. And, you know, they just kept, Alder just kept getting the ball and pinging it out wide. And poor Bailey Clements had very little protection from Chaplin. He was kind of drifting inside to the number 10, but Harper was playing in the number 10 role. So a bit of confusion there. And we just didn't get going in the slightest. It was, I mean, they, they should have gone ahead before they did. Big save with his legs from uh, from Walton when the uh, the guy gets in down there right, pulls it back to the uh, the penalty spot. And thankfully, Walton makes a big save. So they fully deserve to go ahead with the uh, with the goal from the corner. And it was, it was a complete gift that got us back into the game. And at that stage, you're thinking, you know, we're not up for this. We're not going to create anything. They, you know... I know a lot of players played who haven't played much in recent weeks. So is there an element of fitness about it? But we just were were really, really poor for the first 30 minutes or so. Started the second half in a similar sort of vein and then slowly grew into the game. You know, I guess the, the slightly better fitness than Oldham made sort of made to uh, started to tell as the, as the game went on. And it, it took an absolute worldie of a strike from El Mazzuni to win it. And it was always going to be that kind of game, I guess. You know, our two goals are a, a complete gift when their player collides and drops the ball and a worldie from, from El Mazzuni. It was, it was a poor night, but, you know, we got the result. Like Cook said post-match, we got the result. That's the most important thing. And I guess a few extra players got some minutes into their legs. Tremendous. Uh, M1, I'm not great with stats, but I feel like we seem to do better from one goal down than one goal up. Why is this and what can we do? I would even go back in terms of framing this question one, one step further in, in terms of, you know, We've talked a lot about the defence and why we do go um, perhaps one goal down. And um, can you put it down to um, philosophy and just being being open and, you know, taking time to get into games, um, etc.? And are we better from one goal down, Seb? Potentially, yeah. I mean, you know, Cook's come out and said it's not his style, is it, to, to shut up shop or anything. The, the kind of game we play with the expansive fullbacks and the uh, the wide players getting forward, we're always going to leave ourselves slightly open. But, you know, I guess in the in, in the old days, we would level an accusation and say, you know, we were mentally fragile and stuff. But we, 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 we do come from behind a couple of times. I know we've let a lot of leads slip this season, but we do show a little bit of character occasionally, which I guess is, is, is good to see throughout the squad. Absolutely. Um, Ashley, do you agree that Cook's ideas are finally coming through and style of play is getting fully 
embedded. If I couldn't go first on that one, Seb, I think the ideas have been coming through since day one. It's fairly plain what he's trying to do. Um, Ashley's obviously talking about then the execution of said ideas. We were just talking before we pressed go on this, Seb and I, um, that even with cup games, you know, this run now is one defeat in 11 or two defeats in 15, depending on, let's go with one defeat in 11. And um, obviously we're in the midst of a tricky uh, league run, which does continue. I'm sure we'll get some questions on the league games uh, going forward with Sunderland and Rotherham uh, coming up. Um, But it very much looks like it's um, it's sort of bottomed out, uh, maybe Bolton or Accrington, depending on which numbers you want to look at. And he's definitely trending up now. And Seb, a, a term I always use for a team in form is, okay, one defeat in 11, give me one defeat in the next 11, and then you've got something, you know, can you roll out what you've just done over the last 11 games over the next 11? What's your view? Yeah, yeah, I agree. You can see what he wants to do. Like you said, it was it was kind of shown from day one with the fullbacks and stuff getting forward and the big switches out by Lee Evans. But but in the last few games, you know, you you know what you're going to get now week in, week out. And we have started to put some decent momentum together. I guess you could argue against Oxford that was potentially a point drop to the weekend, given that we had the the bad start. So we need to start clawing back, clawing back points on those top six sides. But, you know, it's, it's just so good to watch, isn't it? It's so entertaining now. At least we're going to football to be entertained. You know what you're going to see. Our goal record I don't know if we still are but at one point we were the joint top scorers with Fulham in the EFL weren't we so you know at least we're being yeah, entertained they, they that will have past, changed yeah, past yeah. <laughs> since then Sam, I think yeah. Very but at least it's entertaining to watch and you know it's, it's the kind of football that we all want to see week in week out that, that that can't be questioned yeah and um look I've I've obviously been COVIDed and then um small babied but from from my view um at at the Wickham game as as I'm kind of getting back into get into games now the the upside and the ceiling is huge if they can if they can they can get this right and you know I've, I've said that a few times that when you do see like you suggested a quick transition players bombing forward and as Jim Magilton said about the great Joe Royal as well pass forward run forward yeah. attack you know no sort of build up for the sake of build up you know try, try and score goals have shots etc etc uh, Ian, uh, the recent performances show that we are a decent away team playing quick breaking football, um, but lack the cohesion to control games for 90 minutes at home. Um, yes, yes, <laughs> I, I think I totally agree. Um, in terms of um, Cook at Wigan, and I mean, I know Mikey had a Pompey fan and a Wigan fan on the podcast. I don't think at home they played any differently. Um, I think it was get forward, go at teams. Yeah. I guess Ian's point is that, you know, if you get teams sitting at Portman Road and the normal big, big shiny stadium um, argument. But I think it's fairly reasonable now that we're, quote, a better away team. And I think our away support and kind of presence helps with that, doesn't it? Yeah, massively. I mean, Christ, was it today we've sold like over 3,000 tickets for the Charlton game coming up in a few weeks' time? You know, that that away following is absolutely superb and and the, the players really feed off that, don't they? You know, if you're taking up two-thirds of a stadium or whatever, uh, it's, it's only going to naturally translate itself to the pitch. Feels like in London, it's even in the you know the kind of I want to say bad times, but what can I say? The kind of dull meanderings of the Championship. You know those London games were still the away ends were pretty much often often full, hoping for a 
uh, jammy one nil um, somewhere. And we got but last night. You know, we had five five hundred people there last night. For just under five hundred people on a Tuesday night in an FA Cup replay. You know, you go back two seasons or whatever. That that wouldn't have happened. So you know, what we're seeing on the pitch is is really really good, and the fans are responding to that. I think there's a groundhopper element to some of them, aren't there? And, True. And yeah, I, there, ticked be, off. I ticked it off last night. It was one of yeah, there'll be plenty uh, of fans that won't have seen Ipswich at Oldham. I think you said in the preview show we did last time, it was 97 or yeah. something the previous time Three we went there. there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's been 20 years since we've we've been there. And for some groundhoppers, it's not about going to the stadium. It's about seeing the team you support play in the stadium. That's <laughs> elite level uh, groundhopping um, as well. Um, not a question, but um, skip intro. I think Edward's lack of end product is temporary. I think he's trying too hard once he gets a goal, he'll shine. I hope you're right. Um, Anthony, in your eyes, any gaps we need to fill in January transfers? Well, I guess there'll be more moved out than come in. You can free out some squad places, can't you? Maybe the likes of Jackson, Norwood, Nolan moving on. I guess before the last couple of weeks, all I was worried about was the replacement for Morsey. So, you know, if he's not playing, who's going to be that midfield kind of, you know, destroyer and looking to uh, to, to lead by example in the centre of the pitch? But El Mazzuni's really stepped up this year. You know, he's clearly bogged up in the summer. And I'd be happy if, if El you know, we, we know there's going to be a, uh, a suspension coming at some point with Morsey. If he has to sit <laughs> out a game or two, I'd have no qualms about El Mazzuni slot in nicely so you know maybe I'd rather if we could get January business done do we look to maybe get Walton done at a cheap fee before he's out of contract in the summer and maybe obviously McCauley Bond that we've discussed in the past before that's, you know make those make those deals permanent rather than that's the one you don't want to have to fill isn't it a top yeah. scorer if he, and then I know and a solid this is, goalkeeper as well this is only gonna ratchet up going into January especially if um and I hate to say it if I was Macaulay Bond's agent, I would be stirring the <laughs> yeah. pot like anything all the way through December. But what are you going to do, hey? Stubbsy, in the wake of the recent episode of Coffee Club, um, who would be the best and worst members of the Blue Monday team to go on a night out with and why? I'll let Seb answer that in the presence of the creator of the Blue Monday <laughs> podcast before he answers who would be the best. No, no, go on. Answer obviously, honestly. So I don't get fired. It would have to be yourself, obviously. <laughs> and I'll say the worst member, obviously, being Rich, because I've known him for 20, <laughs> 25, 30 years and had many nights out with him. So I'll just say get him that before the pre-show to, to annoy him tomorrow night. Um, yeah, obviously, uh, David Diamond. Um, get a beer in him. Wind, wind him up and um, just let him regale you with tales of 1981. Yeah, um, that'd be a good night, wouldn't it? I think, um, can you imagine, you know, Mikey's a little bit, cool and hip isn't he he'd try he'd try and get all us um well less cool and hip people into some trendy place VIP and all hate area it. yeah exactly yeah <laughs> but that doesn't mean mikey's going to be the worst on a night out does it seb at all no. absolutely not just let me bury myself here uh, love you mikey um didn't cook mention edward's lack of end product compared to bond burns and chaplin did he um i'm i'm not such, if anyone's got that did you catch that seb i didn't notice that to be honest no i've not noticed it no, yeah, FBL trade. If you get, if anyone's got a quote um, that, do do um, do let us know. Uh, indeed, M one is Piggott having a bad season or just bad luck? Um, now, there's there's a couple of ways to answer that. You can be very binary and say, well, you're, you're at the club and you're being kept out of the team by a low knee, and you know you can win win minutes on the pitch in in training. Obviously, there's been some sad personal problems that we've had to talk about in terms of um, Piggott. Um, do you class kind of wrong place, wrong time a little bit um, as as bad luck? 
that's how it looks, I guess, at the moment. You know, when he came in in the summer, I think we all expected him to be the main guy. He's got the number nine shirt. He's got the the pedigree at this level. I kind of assumed he'd be the one that would get us 20, 25 goals this season. And Macaulay Bomb would be more of the either playing out wide role or the impact kind of sub. He's had terrible bad luck. You know, he's had a couple of injuries and the sad news in his, in his personal life. He looked rusty again last night, but he's barely played, has he? You know, he's, he's not really had that much of a chance to show what he can do. I know he started the first, was it the first three games of the season? before Bond came in and, and, and started scoring and never looked back. So he's he's never really had a, a decent, consistent run. We know he's got good pedigree at this level, and he's still got three goals this season, albeit one was a penalty. And I, I do think at some point he'll he'll be crucial for this for this season because Bond won't be able to keep this up. Hopefully Bond stays for the whole season, but I can't see him be able to keep this, this level of intensity up all, all year. So I think Piggott will have a role to play, and uh, it's important that we do keep him kind of fresh with minutes last night like we can as, as best we can with the games going forward. He'll play against Barrow, won't he? And he'll play against Arsenal's under Hopefully he might start to get more than the odd 30-second, 90-second appearance in the league here and there. Absolutely. Uh, Kev, evening, guys. Hope you're well. Thank you, Kev. Yeah, very well. Um, I'm looking forward to Sunderland and Ipswich this weekend. Two massive clubs. We, Sunderland, are in poor form lately. Do you fancy your chances <laughs> of a win? Look, you're talking to um, long-suffering... Well, can you imagine <laughs> Ipswich fans and Sunderland fans discussing the chances of a win? <laughs> They'd both be giving the other team the win. Uh, Kev, you may or may not be aware of the hashtag PR campaign. So... We think there may be a very, very large attendance at the um, at the home game against Sunderland. So my brain says, take a point uh, of, Draw, of Dave yeah. Diamond. It take a point, and can we get the win in that home game? Yeah. However, it would be the most Ipswich thing possible to hashtag pack out um, PR and uh, lose one nil at home to Sunderland in front of twenty eight thousand five hundred uh, people. But um, uh, people tell me off for being too pragmatic here. Should I be being more confident about a trip to Sunderland? Streaky Lee's lost three in a row. You know what happens yeah. next? Given the form, he's lost three and one in the cup. So four on the bounce and then along came Ipswich. I mean, our record up there is pretty shocking. I remember I saw a win a few years ago. I think it was mixed last year. But apart from that, it's always been a defeat. Obviously, me and Rich will discuss it more in depth on the pre-match show, which we're recording tomorrow to go out on uh, on Friday for those of you making the long run. But personally, it might be the, the negative side of me. If you offered me a uh, offered me a point right now, I think I'd snap your hand off. I know they're in bad form, but they are one of the one of the big boys and our, our, our record up there is pretty, pretty abysmal. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. 
To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there. Supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. One of the big boys, Bits. Um, in all seriousness, thank you again for that super chat, Bits. Um, in all seriousness, you look around at teams like Oldham, feel very proud and privileged to be an Ipswich fan at the moment. Only one defeat in 11. Uh, and we should have got something out of that. Yeah, um, could be a lot worse. Could be a lot worse. Bob the Nod. Evening. Evening, Bob the Nod. Which of our low knees would you want to sign? <laughs> I think there might be a resounding answer to this question. For me, Walton has been excellent lately. I'd have him ahead of Bon or Bursant. Um, goals, 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 goals. Yeah, goals, goals win your games. Yeah, a good keeper is probably solid for 10 points or so a season. But, you know, the, the, the goals at the top end of the pitch is the hardest thing to do in football. That's why they're paid the big money. So for me, it would be Bon every day of the week. If we could get a lovely, I think Joe said it a few weeks ago on, a, on one of these shows. Imagine a tweet from the club on like New Year's, one minute past midnight on New Year's, oh, New Year's Day, it. saying something like, you know, he's here to stay. Wouldn't that just be incredible? That would be lovely. Lovely indeed. <laughs> Especially because I'm very good friends with a Charlton fan who told me, ah, he won't score you any goals, Ben. I just want him to get up to 20 before I send him a text. That'd be quite fun. <laughs> um, actually, and um, he's going to be going back to Charlton um, December the 7th, that game you were talking about, weren't you? Uh, Rob. Um, hi, Rob. Any thoughts as to why Wolfie got hooked at half time, Seb? No, I mean, he then had to slot Edmondson across to the right centre-half role to bring Burgess on. So I don't know if he picked up a knock. He wasn't great in the first half, but then to be fair, nobody was. So, you know, you could have subbed pretty much any single one of the team. So I don't know if he picked up something. He didn't look injured on the night and it, it, it resulted in a tactical reshuffle. But I guess for whatever reason, he wanted that extra bit of physicality and height at the back to to deal with him. And they were putting a lot of crosses in from wide. So I guess it makes sense to have a, a slightly bigger person in the box to be able to knock things clear. Uh, Mark. Is there any way back for Norwood with Piggott looking like uh, looking a little lost? Surely Norwood could still do a job, especially if Bond fades. I I think not, Mark. And I think if Piggott is struggling, I think uh, Cook would rather um, push Norwood's wages off the bill and bring bring somebody. Else. I I think that ship has sailed now, has it? Seb, what do you think? I think so, yeah. I mean, we've had nothing official from the club, have we? But all the stories have been run that he is available for a transfer. The poor guy's going through some some stuff as well in his personal life, if you look at his social media and stuff. Oh, so he we, got burgled, we, we wish he? Him, he did, yeah. It looks like he yeah. was away for a weekend somewhere and he's come back and his, his, his car's been stolen and stuff. So we wish him well. There is a player in there. Um, you know, his record when fit is, is, is a perfectly decent one in two ratio at this level. He just doesn't really fit in anymore, does he, with the new the new club kind of mentality and and structure and identity. He just doesn't fit anymore. So we, you know, we shake hands, we push back, and um, I guess if they can, they'll look to move him on in January, either on a loan to a, a non-threatening League One club that's not going to interfere with us and and hopefully shift some of 50%, 70% of his wages or something before releasing in the summer. Can I push back a bit on that, Seb? Do you think he's a viable League One striker or do you think he might end when up? Fit, when fit, yeah, but, you know, he, he just can't do it regularly. You know, I, the story's up here linking him with Tranmere, you know, the fairy tale return. And and I'm sure if he went back there, he'd probably he start knocking out. Goals, he? Yeah, he'd yeah. score 20 goals and play 45 games a season like he was for the five or six years before he joined us. But I, I don't know. He could still do a job in League One at a lower league side, but you know that when you sign him, you're going to get probably half or two thirds of the, the amount of games out of him because for whatever reason, he's, he's, he's very injury prone. Um, this is good fun. 
Look at that one, Seb. Uh, given the lack of cover for Morsi and Wolfie's lack of physicality at centre-back, do you think he could be developed into a holding midfielder? That's the sort of thing you do on Football Manager, isn't it? And, <laughs> yeah. You know, take all the credit. I mean, when, um, who said that? Uh, skip intro. When you actually lay it out and you think about his qualities, yeah, he, he could do it. We saw, um, yeah. that, and again, I'm, I wasn't comparing uh, Edwards to Di Canio, and I'm not comparing Wolfenden to Ben White, but I saw Ben White play an entire season um, for Leeds in a back four, really open back four, and then going sit in central midfield for um, for Brighton as well. So it's a, it's a good fun suggestion. I like that. Yeah, he's got the attributes, hasn't he? You know, he's good with the ball at his feet. He's physical. He's 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 fairly quickish. I, I think he could maybe do the job there. But I guess obviously, you know, Morsi and Evans are going to be nailed on for the for the absolute rest of the season. And El Mazzuni is the natural replacement if any, if any either of them drop out for any reason. Uh, FPL tractor adds. I could be wrong. Look like an arranged sub to me. Give potentially, both. yeah, maybe. But I guess why wouldn't you take Edmondson off if you're going to make an arranged sub? Then rest of the guys been playing week in week out. I know he's back at his the club where he started, and he might have wanted to to play the whole game. But but yeah, maybe it wasn't arranged. You can make five subs, can't you? So it's rich of our own parish here. Uh, what league position will I? Now I want to give a serious answer to this. Will ITFC be at Blue Monday episode 550? Now, we rattle through the episodes these days, don't we? We're back on three a week Three now. a week. And the occasion so, special, so... It'll be next season. Yeah. Won't it? Well, uh... Would we do 553? I can't do this. We're not that we get far the playoffs, it could be It could be the Wembley episode, couldn't it? Yeah. Let's assume it's at the end of this season. We'll have done loads of extra content. I think in the pyramid then, 20... Uh, 44... 49th in, in the pyramid, what? Seb. Is that a sensible answer? Yeah, I was thinking sort of 50 or so. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll align yeah. on that one. Um, Ashley, Ben, how would this team, as it is, compete in the championship, in your opinion? Um, player for player, do you know what? They look more viable than several teams that Mick had in sort of 17. I suppose he had a, a Tom Lawrence or a, a Bursant Salina go figure in a, a couple of those um, seasons. Um, it's all about the pattern of play, isn't it? I always maintain you're, you're better off having a run at it, coming up with momentum. We know there's a lot of dirge in the championship, you know, cycling round and round. And sort of if you ask fans of Forest or Bristol City now or Preston, they'd feel a little bit like we were in the washing machine, just going round and round. And if you get a fair win, you can move past those teams. And of course, as we know, um, the championship now has... Two teams with points deduction. You just wonder, as things go forward, is there going to be two teams every season having a having a points deduction? And it, like, with Derby, basically, there's only two relegation places now, isn't it? Because they're not going to fight back a minus twenty one. So I would be, I would be reasonably confident. And let's be honest, Seb, like you've said, I'd ra- I'd rather have a crack at it, Paul Cook style, than yeah, sitting there and try and dirge out. Um, 17th place and not get relegated and like you say go up with the momentum like Sheffield United did all those years ago you know momentum can be so so key in football and with a couple of canny additions you know you probably need another striker and stuff and probably another centre-back but yeah with a couple of additions then you could make a decent fist of it and then look to really really build year on year uh morning from Melbourne uh welcome Nathan in uh lovely Australia I hope you're not locked down but we don't go too political on this show do we um, but I think you, I think a lot of Australians still are bless them um aren't they uh right um M1 uh we all know Norwood is on the way out uh what will he need as an incentive 
uh, would need to be a good-sized club for the money, but we can't risk giving him to a potential club this season. I think, do you know how long the contract is? I think it? it expires in the summer. I think they've got the normal option. Oh. It, was a, it was a three-year with an option, so he'll be released in the summer regardless. I guess if they can shift him out, he's on a decent wage, and let's be honest, that's why he's not moved on in previous transfer windows. If we can shift him out and, and recoup three-quarters of his wage in January, that's probably what they'll look to do, and then just, just release him in the summer. There's a bit of leverage then with that option, because not that I, you know, would come across as a clinical, cynical, hard-nosed businessman, but you can you can play that and say, well, yeah. look, here's this deal in January. We'd very much like you to take it. And by the way, we have an option on you for another year next season. Would you like to take this uh, take this deal? Could be that sort of thing, couldn't it? Uh, Michael, another Rosie. There we go. Morning from Brisbane. Uh, 19 or so players came in. Not all transfers come off. Is there one player you hoped more from? Uh, mine is Evans. I just hoped um, he would be so much better on and off the pitch. Um, we have this conversation a lot that you forget about certain people um, who've arrived. Um, I, suppose, I won't let you say Piggott because um, we've spoken no, no. about him and obviously big goals uh, total last season. Um, anyone I'd say that sort of one of the left backs, I guess the, the left back is the position that hasn't really been nailed down. We kind of had good expectations of, of, of Coulson, but for whatever reason, he's not been able to get a, a decent run going yet, given the injury problems he's had. So yeah, either Coulson or Penny for me, I guess. The, the fact we've got Bailey Clements now playing at left back kind of tells you that the, those two transfers so far haven't really worked out yet. And I guess if, if, if Coulson is going to stay injured, you might have to make a decision in, in January. You know, they've got a new manager now. They might want him back up at Middlesbrough to take a look at him. So do you potentially look to to, to rescind him back and, and go out and Manager who loves him? a wing back as well. Yeah, um, yeah. And that, that might be, if he can't find his way in terms of, is he a winger, is he an inside forward, is he a left back? Wing back might be, um, might be perfect. Can I sort of throw Tom Carroll in? Because it... It kind of looks like he's been he's been brought in, and he really looks like a player who needs to play in a midfield three rather than a double pivot, doesn't he? Yeah, but I'll be honest, I wasn't expecting much from him because I kind of figured that you know if he was going to be tearing up every single week, we wouldn't have got a hope in hell of signing him in the first place. So you know, whilst he's coming in and done very well, I, I kind of assumed he'd be playing a bit part role. Otherwise, he'd be higher up the food chain. EJ only got back from Oldham two hours ago. <laughs> I wonder Scotland. if that's sarcasm or <laughs> one of Steve Tyler's Aerosmith lost weekends in um in Oldham. Uh, great, we're in the second round. Nice to get a big team in round three if we win the next game. God, you come on, Man United away, please. Any, It'd be anybody? brilliant, wouldn't it? Yeah, Liverpool yeah. away, Man City away, Tottenham in the new stadium. Some of that would be incredible. I mean, it won't be. We we all know it'll be something like Exeter away or something. You know, it'll be something <laughs> something no, that's seven hours. And then a replay, yeah. Replay, yeah. It was something that's seven hours without a coach. We we never get that luck, do we? Uh, Gary, uh, Sunderland is surely where we'll test our metal against probably the big club in League One. Look at what happened at Pompey, and we weren't given much chance. Fair point. Agree with that? Yeah, fair comment. And Wickham, and Wickham. Yeah, we went one down at Wickham as well. So no, it's a great shout. Underestimate us in the peril, I guess. FBL tractor is Bailey Clements our first choice left back now, or does Coulson? I. I think Coulson comes back when he's fit, doesn't he? Yeah, I think so. Um, Clements did well against Oxford at the weekend. Struggled a bit last night, but he wasn't helped out by the players in front of him, giving him no protection. But yeah, I assume if, if Coulson is fit, he'll get a consistent run to see what he can really, really do. Uh, should be worried about losing Morsi and or Bond to the um, African Cup of Nations. Maybe we need to consider covering for... What is the maximum... Um, 
because uh, Egypt are good, aren't they? They get yeah. they get quite far in Afcon every time. Uh, yeah, Bonnie's if you assume the, the worst Bowie, isn't he? You would think he wouldn't be gone long, even if they do well. Yeah, but they're going to move on. I didn't when he dropped out of the latest squad because he can't play in high temperature climates. Kenny, I think they almost suggested they were going to move on, and that would be the he, he wasn't going to get any 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 more call up. So I don't think he'd go. But Morsi, I guess, yeah, potentially you're looking at well. Based on Football Manager 22, I think you lose about a month of the uh, of the season. It's like the first week of January to the first week of February, assuming that Egypt go all if the way. If you get all the way to if the... If you go um, all the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the way to the final, yeah. yeah so oh, well. hopefully Zimbabwe have given up on Bond, but Morsi potentially. I mean, he, he, was he, he was in the preliminary squad. He didn't make the final squad for the latest round of internationals, did he? So There I was one, we'll... though, where they kind of seemed to just take him out as a favour. What was yeah. there? Was that two uh, windows ago? I can't remember. Something like that. I mean, yeah, I'm, I, if we were to lose him, the worst case is going to be a month, which I'm guessing could cover at that time of year a couple of FA Cup ties and maybe three, four league games. But mm. with El Mazzuni and, you know, able to sit in or drop Harper back alongside Evans, Tom Carroll comes in, there are options to replace if need be. You just hope that the momentum's going and things are moving on and um, you get the, um, what I call the Chris Making scenario, where someone could just come in and look like they've because the team around them um, is really, really good. Um, yeah, someone you know, just slots were... in, knows the role, and just yeah, and then it's like you've never, you've never lost him. Um, fishing with Nick after signing Bon and Walton. <laughs> okay, how about signing Jay Matete to play alongside? Or is that the fella from Fleetwood? Yeah, played really well, didn't he? He's out of contract at the end of the summer, so he is, he, he will be available, I guess, for a, a relatively cut down fee. I wasn't at the Fleetwood game, but everyone was raving about him. And was it the video that uh, the final whistle where you know Morsey screams in his face, delight at the result, which I guess was kind of <laughs> I saw it almost like almost like a sign of respect that he'd been going in this battle with this kid. So yeah, he'd be a he'd be a brilliant sign. That's exactly what it was, Sam. It was respect, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's tremendous. Um, yeah. Which which Reading player do you want? Um, can we get maybe we can get John Swift then? Um, Andy Andy Carroll. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's well. just gone there, isn't he? Bizarre. They signed Andy Carroll, and two days later they get done for financial fair play. <laughs> I think, um, from my understanding, uh, the EFL have had a say in every transfer Reading have done okay. for about the last two years. So, um, okay. eight thousand, I think, is the number you're about to ask me. Um, okay. But yeah. Um, <laughs> Right, I think we are there, guys. If there's any more um, last questions, please get them in. Right, Seb, help me with all of the plugs. First of all, of course, we'll plug um, hashtag PR, which has just gone absolutely insanely mental and made um, Ipswich fans look very, very good um, across the uh, country. So um, do get involved in that. That's turned into a developing news story now. I just hope we win the game where there's 30 <laughs> we'll take We'll take one point from the three games now, won't we? We've absolutely cursed it. <laughs> and of course, I understand that donating to charity and charity and being a good person is more important than beating Sunderland, but I would I would very much not like to have a, a full stadium. Um, it's been so rare, hasn't it? I remember when um, Dave and Statman used to talk about the old attendances. And um, <laughs> I remember being the noise when we scored in the playoffs against West Ham. And it feels yeah. like since they built the, the stands up in uh, 2001-2 sort of time, not been that many nights of just huge volume in there, Seb. 
No, there was Arsenal wasn't there. That was quite a loud roar yeah, when, yeah. Priskin, when Priskin scored. But that's probably the only time. I guess when, when Anderson equalised against Norwich as well, they were the two times I can remember with the stadium in its current current configuration. But yeah, I mean, you go back to the old times, you know, with the, the lower roofs on the north stand and the south stand. And didn't didn't Alex Ferguson come out once and said he was it was 22,000, but it sounded like it was 50,000 or something. You know, that's how it used to be. But it would be great, wouldn't it, if we can keep this level of momentum up get 28,000 odd people there, get the ownership there and, uh, and really, really look to put Sunderland into the sword. It'll be a fantastic event. Uh, hashtag pack out PR is going to be massive. Cannot wait for this. No, it's going to be absolutely... <laughs> hope we win. Sorry, I just can't get this idea out. There's going to be... Like something... you say, it would be the most Ipswich thing to do, wouldn't it? Well, maybe we're changing, but um, Mikey said it the best about us um, bottling, you know, big occasions and getting a little bit scared. Now, here's a good um, transition for you. Um, where was it? You can do a nice plug up. There we go, uh, Seb. Can we get the team at the Greyhound to do the catering at town? I might get my pie at half time. Well, speaking of the Greyhound, Seb. The absolute undisputed first choice pre-match and post-match every single Saturday home game <laughs> without a shadow of a doubt. Yep, join us tomorrow night for the uh, the pre-match show with me and Russell. No, pre-record tomorrow night going out on Friday. The pre-match show with our sponsored by our lovely friends at the Greyhound. Yep, there is no better venue in Ipswich. Unbelievable scenes. Um, <laughs> uh, let me just read that one from Rob. My claim to fame being one of the 38,010. There we go. Um, and they've put... Um, as part of the artwork up now, I saw a reference to the uh, record attendance um, there um, on the, is it on the back of the North Stand? Back of the North Stand, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. Tremendous. Right. Other plugs. Um, check out Richard's um, interview with Mark Donaldson, who's the author of the new book about the late, great Paul Mariner, who every single video I ever make, you will see um, in the background there. Not too far from my little baby daughter. There you go. That's what esteem we uh, held him uh, in in that 1983 edition of Shoe in the uh, frame up there. We're going to be back on Sunday, Seb. I think there's going to be a few of us on on Sunday, but that's going to require our fabled WhatsApp group to all figure out what time we're all available. Logistical planning, yeah. <laughs> and land on the same time, which is probably going to be at least... What do you reckon? At least 700 WhatsApp messages to... Um, uh, I'd, I'd imagine so. And then several hundred organized. more reminding people on the day itself and we all forget. <laughs> and someone goes, oh, what? No, I can't make that. Oh, yeah, I'm not here. I've gone out for the day, yeah. <laughs> oh, sensational. Uh, listen, thank you, um, everybody, for joining us. Um, episode 500, it's fallen on. But, yeah, we will make um, we will make a bit of fanfare on 500. No, it won't be 500. It'll be 502. On oh, of course, yeah, pretty much, yeah, 502. We're who'd have racking... thought it when you started it all those years ago when we were sixth in the championship or whatever, and who'd have thought <laughs> 500 episodes later we'd be doing an old FA Cup replay? Oh, stop it. Not necessarily the 500, Seb, <laughs> but if you'd told me, um, you know, what was it? It was 2015, wasn't it? That it was we'd still be later, here so, yeah. and live. Relegation. we'd be doing live video and everything. Do you know what? I would have thought we'd made the big time if you told me about, oh, we've got, live, oh, we've got studio, we're on the TV now, but no. No, literally everyone can do it on their um, computer now. But uh, there we go. Uh, you can see up on the screen there, you can find Seb at Browns08. Um, for my sins, you can find me at Benjamin Bloom on Twitter. Benjamin Bloom Football Channel as well, if I can do a little plug. there. Get yourself genned up on the championship ahead of um, uh, our potential arrival there in the next 100 years. I cover that over on uh, my YouTube channel. But more importantly than that is uh, subscribe here on YouTube, on the Blue Monday channel. Follow up Blue Monday ITFC. 
um, Acast, all of that good stuff. Um, thank you to Bits for the super chat. If you do want to support financially, you can uh, during these live shows. You can also do after the fact on any video which we set up as a premiere. Just hit that dollar button down near where you leave your comments. And um, there's various ways. Now, if you look at the um, website, which um, Richard will tell me off because I've forgotten the URL, but type bluemondayitfc.co.uk. That's why you're here, Seb. That's why you're here, fella. Um, I don't mind. My brain's just a big scrambly hodgepodge of FFP numbers. And look, I, in front of me, I have Derby's totals for the last five years and how much they went over or under threshold. So, yeah, that's why my brain is fuzzed. Thank you, everybody, um, for watching. Do check out that um, website as well. And if you do want to uh, contribute, you can, but everything will always be free. Um, here, any last words from you, um, Seb, at Brown08? Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And, um, yeah, uh, we'll see you on the on the pre-match show on Friday morning in the flagship on Sunday. Lovely stuff. See you soon. So I'm just going to come back in right at the end of the show. We were just going to leave. We're just going to say a quick thank you to Gary there, who's just super chatted. £4.49. Um, thank you very much, Gary. He says, great show as always. Um, I was literally going to click the off button then, but that came up. We wanted to say uh, thank you very much. So I will now, the other side of the outro, there's an Easter egg like at the end of a Marvel film for um, anybody there. I will now uh, bid you farewell and say over now. Thank you again, uh, Gary. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurant. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.